Today's show is made possible because of our friends at Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You can shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Filter the catalog of products by values and dietary preferences, whether you are paleo, gluten-free, raw, vegan, or feeding a family. You can shop along 80 plus qualities, including non-GMO, fair trade certified, BPA free, and more. You can get everything you need, you guys, from non-GMO food, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, safe and non-toxic beauty products, kitchen staples, home goods, organic baby products, kid products, and much, much more. I seriously shop there for so many things. Thrive Market is giving you an extra 25% off your first purchase, plus a free 30-day trial if you head to the link thrivemarket.com forward slash Cassie. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com forward slash C-A-S-S-Y. That's 25% off the already low prices that Thrive Market offers over at thrivemarket.com forward slash Cassie. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and today is another fantastic reverse interview. Today, we are joined by Emily. She is a wife, mother, and has been, wife and mother, has been working (laughs) in the financial industry for almost 10 years. She enjoys running and all things health and wellness. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, girl. Thank you for coming on. I'm excited <laughs> to chat today. And it's, it's, I, I get this impression that you're, it's like I'm talking to Snow White because of the birds chirping. In the background. <laughs> yes. For all the listeners, I'm hiding from my, my toddler. And the porch seemed like a better avenue than my laundry room. <laughs> I love it. I, it's perfect. Get you some fresh air and some bird chirping. Yes. Oh, that's so cute. Well, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to jump into our discussion today, but do you want to kick us off with um, either a little background or a couple questions? Absolutely. So I'm excited to be on here today. Um, and basically, I guess what brought me here was I had reached out to you. I've been, like you said, in in the finance industry for almost a decade, and I work for a really great company, but my passion's always lied in um, health and fitness and nutrition. And so I feel like I'm kind of at this point in my life that I would be interested in changing careers. Um, But the hurdle to pass is, I guess, the transition phase um, of, you know, I have a family, I have a house, um, and there's also, you know, financial responsibilities that I can't just avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, how do you think, um, a transition could be smooth into swapping careers and in, in entering the nutrition world? Um, this is such a great question. And it's one that I find myself talking about often with some of my friends, Uh, that I consider peers and colleagues in this industry because it is, it, it seems like such a mystery. Um, Having gone through it myself. So to give a little background information on my experience swapping careers and jumping into nutrition, it's not when you become, when you go and you would be one of, you would want to be self-employed in that, right, Emily? Yes. Um, So when you go from 
let's say for example, folks listening, let's say you've got, you're employed by another company. And then when you think, well, I'll switch careers, you're not just jumping, you know, to, it's not like just getting another job and giving your two weeks notice and starting on, oh, that's my alarm for our recording. Oh. <laughs> well, it's funny because my phone just vibrated or and I was like, I hope they didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, that's, no, they didn't hear yours, but they definitely heard mine. <laughs> Good times. Good times. We are just so professional over here. I'm going I'm to leave that in uh, real life. So, um, you know, when you, when you switch to becoming self-employed, there is this considerable, you know, hurdle to overcome, which is how do I build up enough income for my company to where it can replace the income I had previously? Right. And so because of that, the two jobs have to overlap for a pretty significant amount of time. Well, there's a couple of different ways you can do this. You can either, you can either, let's say, do you have, remind me, do you have um, any sort of training that you're wanting that, to pursue? Yes, um, I currently have a, a bachelor's degree in business. Um, and so I guess probably my, my two part question was going to be um, the education aspect and the training aspect of certifications or pursuing masters in nutrition or um, just that that part too. Got it. Okay. Um, so we I will definitely get to that. That's a really great question. But I would say okay. that as far as switching careers, um, you almost have to do a bunch of these things at once and it's going to feel like you are working two jobs because you are for a little period of time if you don't want a gap in salary. Now there's sometimes if you can take everything down and leave, I'm, I'm speaking also to former me <laughs> when I was in the shoes, you know, if I, I did, I, I fantasized when I was doing the blog full time and working full time in a different career field, I was like, you know what, what if I just quit and I just, this is going to sound really dramatic, but what if I just go a little hungry for a little bit, you know, not, not uh -huh. literally, but you know, what if, what if that would just be the push and I could make it happen a little bit faster? Um, and that wasn't the answer for me. And the advice that I got was keep your old job for as long as you can, because what that does is it allows you to build your new business without putting a whole lot of pressure on it to monetize more quickly maybe and therefore you're able to build a business that's set up in a way that you're really proud of and you're not depending on financially yet if that makes any sense yes because when you are when you're really wanting needing something to work financially we tend to make slightly different decisions than we would if we could just build it almost treating it like it's a hobby um or gosh i don't know something that we're just doing for fun um, so that's kind of, that's really uh, from a big picture overview. That's my advice is to keep the old as long as possible, um, before you start the new one and, or, or keep the old as long as possible while you're working on building your new career, especially while you're, you're wanting to be self-employed in the field of nutrition, you build your contacts, you build your website, you put yourself out there as a content creator, and maybe you're not publishing things as often as you would. Um, when you're going full-time, but you're still building good content online, right? You're getting, you're climbing up there in the Google ranks. You're putting yourself out there as um, someone who has a, got a, has a lot of knowledge and information. And the best time, I love that you haven't gone through a training program yet, Emily. 
because the best time to start blogging about nutrition is while you're, while you're going through school. Okay. I really believe that there's no reason why you have to graduate and then you like, okay, now I have permission to start my website because when I was going, I pursued a nutrition certification through Bowman college. They're located out of California and I did the distance learning program at home uh-huh. and there's a, several different options out there for working with folks. I chose that one because I felt like it did a really good job of diving into a lot of molecular um, biology and our microbiology. It did a really good job of also giving a good overview, non-biased approach to different nutrition approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I came into that program with a paleo type bias. Um, but I really wanted to learn why people would promote eating certain other foods, you know, grains, wheat, beans, and so on and so forth. I really wanted a well-rounded knowledge base. So I pursued that program because of because of those reasons. And if anybody listening is curious to learn more about Bowman, I actually interviewed Dr. Ed Bowman on the podcast a little while back. Um, So go ahead and look that up. And he talks about the program and maybe what sets it apart and who would be great as a nutrition consultant. Um, So that's what I did. And what I found is while I was going through this school, Emily, I was bursting with ideas of things I wanted to blog about. Because what I encourage people to do when you're starting a business as yourself, today's day and age, if you're wanting to be self-employed as a nutritionist and you, ha- you have to set up a way for people to find you, right? And you can either do that a really old-fashioned way, meaning that you go and you network with physicians and you say, let me team with you on helping your clients um, to build a nutrition protocol that matches, you know, I'll, I'll collaborate with you and we'll work together. We'll build a plan. And that maybe that's how you find your client base is through referrals. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a really great thing to do. Um, but if you also want to cat, you know, capture clientele from the World Wide web, you know, all over the place, mm-hmm. then the way to do that is by having a presence online. And it doesn't mean a presence doesn't mean you have to have a hundred thousand people visiting your website, but you need to have a home online that portrays you and your best ideas. And so we're now in the day and age where we have to give away our best ideas as content creators online for people to really trust you, right? Because if they're going to say, yes, Emily, I want you to help me through um, overcoming this autoimmune issue that I've got right now. And I would, I really want to work together. Where do I sign someone? What's going to get somebody to that point is they've probably read 10 of your blog posts and they think, yep, that's exactly what I want. She sounds like smarty pants. She knows, she knows where it sounds like she knows where I'm headed and how to get there. And I really want to work with her. So I say start as soon as possible. If you, had you have a website yet, Emily? I actually started a blog a month ago. Woohoo! Yay! That's so exciting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, um, man. Can I share that? Is it okay Please? if I share that name? Okay. I was going to ask you. Yes, go for it. <laughs> it's called uh, Praise PRs and Primal. Praise PRs and Primal. That yeah. is so adorable. Um, I love the alliteration. I love it. That is so, so cute. You know, I think that that's a great place to start. And I just... Um, have you started blogging yet? Writing anything? Yes, I have a whopping four posts. <laughs> Ooh, girl, that's good. <laughs> but I'm still, I guess, creating content and deciding, you know, what, what all I want to share on there. Um, I'm working on a, a recipe section. I have a lot of um, 
uh, personal people I know that ask me a lot about um, recipes and meal prepping and stuff. So that's when I kind of decided, well, I'm just going to start a blog and they can just post it all there. They can find it, you know, so. I love it. That is so cute. Um, I'm, I, okay. So I think that's great. So when setting up a content calendar, I think that, especially if you're wanting to put yourself out there as a nutrition scientist working mm -hmm. with books, I think it's important to publish some scientific type articles mm -hmm. like, um, demystifying methylation, something like that. Things that you will learn as you go through nutrition school. Okay. right? So you can take some of your homework going through school and put those into a blog post. And I encourage you to blog about the things that you would be Googling, like you personally would, would search for. Okay. Um, and that includes recipes, right? If you would sit down and, or, or your friends, like you're saying, your immediate circle, if they are telling you, yes, you know what? I just, I, I need to find, I need to find 10 ways to use shredded chicken. <laughs> Whatever it is, yes. that idea just came to mind because we're working on a meal prep series too. But if they're like, I need to find 10 ways to meal prep or to use meal prep chicken, that would be a great blog article. Um, things, things like that, that you would be searching for and then set yourself up on a schedule. It sounds like you're already there. You've got four posts up. You did it a month ago. So I would write one post a week if that's a good schedule for you. Okay. Especially while you're still working, um, another position, especially everybody else listening, if you're still working, it doesn't mean that you can't blog until you move on to the next career, uh, the next stage of your career. It means just go a little bit slower now. And when you can, and you've transitioned over to your own business, you can run a little bit faster. Um, so set yourself up on a schedule and try to be really consistent. Every single Monday you publish a new post. Um, and maybe when you really feel like you've gotten your feet under you on Monday, you publish something that is, um, maybe a sort of a geeky science, nutrition science article. And on Thursdays you share a recipe, Okay. you know, and so kind of get into some of those themes, uh, definitely start building an email list. Are you familiar with email lists? Yes. Okay. Awesome. You have, of course you have a business degree, um, for anybody not, uh, who's unfamiliar and kind of scratching their head a little bit. The reason why it's so important to build an email list right now is because when it comes to getting the word out there of our content, you're going to feel a little bit like you're shouting into the abyss because um, until Google really recognizes you and you show up higher in search results um, and until you, maybe you're going to tell folks about it on social media and maybe you'll use hashtags for the hopes that people find you. But at the end of the day, it's hard, it's difficult to build, not difficult. It takes a while to really build a community online that you can direct back to your website, right? Back to the content that you're creating. And then ultimately back to the services that you're going to start offering, right? Because once you are through school and you're able to take on clients, you'll, at the end of your blog post, I would put a, if you would like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, um, email me here or click on this webpage and I'll tell you more about my services until you have that ready. You want to start building a list of folks who are interested. They're kind of your tribe, right? And so a way to do that is it's though it's nice to build that community in social media, social media, the rules of the games change all the time. And I was chatting with a friend the other day. Um, we talk often about the heyday of Facebook and this was a good eight years ago, maybe seven to eight years ago, when folks had built really big pages on Facebook because the algorithm was essentially wide and open. 
And you could reach lots of people. And the people who said, yes, I want to follow your page, they saw all of your information. Now we're at the point where that algorithm has changed and only a small portion of the people who follow you on Facebook actually see what you post. And so I'm just using this as an example because Facebook changed the rules and folks who had built really big businesses on with Facebook alone, all of a sudden lost a lot of their market and their businesses took a hit because they didn't have another way to reach folks. Um, and so what I rec what I highly encourage you do is from the get go, number one, work on your, you've already started your blog, so you're ahead of the game, but really work on building that content so that you have some good depth to show folks when you do start to build your own business. And then number two, work on building your email list because your email list is the only way to reach people that you can actually control. Okay. If that makes sense, because yes. the Facebook algorithm, we might have a barking schnauzer coming up. They're getting a little revved up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's another reason I'm outside. My big boy hears me say hi, and he thinks someone's here, so he would have got a little work done. Oh my gosh, I totally get it. These guys are so cute. <laughs> They're getting baths today, and Gus is in the car right now. We have a mobile groomer. Oh, and, Gus is so precious. Oh my gosh. He, well, he is about to get a bunch of cookies when he comes out of there because he <laughs> hates getting groomed, but he loves being groomed, if that makes any sense. Yes. Um, okay. So those are a couple of things to do. So work on building your email list right away. MailChimp is a really great option. It's free up until a certain number of subscribers. So I think okay. that's a good way to go. It's very professional, easy to use backend system. Um, and start collecting emails and that's where you would put all of your friends. And I'm not saying don't also build a platform on social media, but I wouldn't stress about it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. Because right. it's worth so much more to have somebody's email address so that you can actually put something in their inbox and not worry about if an algorithm changed and you can't reach them anymore. Um, so I would definitely put a sign up page on your website if you haven't already for folks to sign up for your newsletter and that's what you can call it your newsletter. Okay. And, um, you can send that out once a week or once a month, whatever makes sense for your schedule right now. And then include a sign up for it on social media. Um, I'm kind of rambling, but those, <laughs> those are kind of like, no, the, it's great. Okay, good. Those are the, like the little out of the box, how to get started, uh, kind of ideas. Now moving on to school. If you do want to work one-on-one -on -one with people as a nutrition coach of some sort, I do think it's important to have a certification. Yes. I think this is a great spot to stop and hear from one of our sponsors. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-sized beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Four times a year, you have the ability to customize the products or choose to be surprised. This is a great way to indulge in some of the very best products that are hot right now. I really feel like these boxes help keep me current. They retail for $49.99, but are packed with premium products valued at over $200. I am always genuinely blown away by the quality of the products. You can use the coupon code FED. Fit, one word, F-E-D-F-I-T, for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Again, use the coupon code FEDFIT for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Now, that being said, 
if you don't want to coach people one-on-one, if you're listening and you're like, no, I don't want to do that, but I do want to build a business online, then you don't have to have a nutrition certification. If you just want to talk about, I mean, you can still write about uh, scientific research and other articles and things like that and share recipes without needing to be a nutritionist. Um, So don't think that you have to do that. Now, if you want to work with folks one-on-one, there's a couple programs I recommend. I believe I'm a big fan of the nutritional therapy practitioner program, um, becoming an NTP. Uh, so that's through the NTA nutritional therapy association, I believe. So I would look into that. You can become an NTC as well, nutritional therapy consultant. I of course went through the NC nutrition consultant program through Bowman college. Both of those are wonderful. I think that the NTA program does a better job of networking their graduates afterwards. They put on a really wonderful conference every year. Um, that just kind of helps with that continued education. And that's a great program. If you're coming in and you already have a bias towards a certain way of eating, they follow sort of a Weston A price model. If you're familiar with that, which is recommends, you know, fermented foods, it it really aligns very well with a real food uh, based diet, um, a primal type diet, exactly like you're, like you have in your name. So I think that might be worth looking into. Um, And I really don't think it's necessary to do much more than that. Those programs will, it depends on how quickly you want to go through them. I think I finished mine in about a year, but I really cranked it out. Um, And they can take a little bit longer if you, if you want to stretch it out. But those are the ones that I would, I would look into first. And yeah, and then I would, I would be blogging while you're in school. And then as soon as you can, and you get the okay from your program, and they, they'll walk you through those steps when you can start working with people, um, then I would start working with folks one-on-one. And you will figure out from there, from working with folks, what your consulting business is going to look like. Okay. That is wonderful information. Good. I'm Yay. glad that's helpful. <laughs> Do you have any other questions for me? I. I don't I think so. I think that that answered a lot of my lingering questions. So thank awesome. you so much. You're so welcome. One last thought that I have, if you're really wanting okay. to monetize your business sooner than later, I really recommend looking into affiliate programs that are going to help keep your business afloat and they can become things that you then, you know, recommend as you're going to be recommending to your clients anyways. Um, so affiliate programs are things like you can become an Amazon affiliate if you're familiar with that. And, and as an Amazon affiliate, what you would do is you would log on, you have a dashboard and let's say you're going to link to a certain jar of coconut oil that you really like and you want your people to use. Okay. You can put your own link to that coconut oil in on your blog. If you're talking about coconut oil 101, I really am a huge sucker for 101 blog titles. And Amber, who I work with, had to rein me in the other day because we were brainstorming more articles. And she's like, we can't call everything 101. (laughs) But I was like, if you want to write, you know, coconut oil 101, you can link to with an affiliate link to your favorite coconut oils, or if you use a coconut oil in a recipe post, you can link to that oil as well. And then you can earn a small commission if anybody makes a purchase through that. So it's really in line with your business and you're able to help monetize some of your work. 
if that makes any sense, things, people that yeah. you're referring elsewhere, Amazon's worth one worth looking into. Um, and then there's a bunch of other ones out there. You know, if you recommend collagen peptides, I know Vital Proteins has an affiliate program. If you want to get into lifestyle coaching, you know, the whole picture, safer cleaning products, safer skincare products, there are affiliate programs across the board there. Branch Basics has an affiliate program, for example, one of my favorite safer cleaning companies. There is Beauty Counter, which is, of course, a safer skincare company that I love to work with. Um, they have a really wonderful affiliate. Well, it's a consultant. You become a consultant for them, but you can treat it like an affiliate program. Um, so all of those kinds of options are out there as well as a way to help monetize outside of just one-on-one -on -one consulting with people. Okay, that's wonderful. Awesome, Emily. And then the last thing I want to leave you with is an idea for your, this is all kinds of unsolicited advice, but I can't help myself, is... <laughs> um, it is very welcomed. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, it, it, this is what happens if someone catches me and asks me a tiny question at the mailbox, my neighbors are like, oh my gosh, I did not ask for all of this. <laughs> um, is I think that it's a really good idea to offer some sort of a free course ebook or mini series for folks who sign up for your email list. Okay. Okay. That's a very so good idea. When you're, if your best ideas go on the blog, right? The ones where you're like, oh, I've got it. This is what I want people to understand about cholesterol. You know, mm -hmm. if your best ideas go on the blog for Google searches, then your best, some of your best services go into an email opt-in. Okay. And you okay. give that away for yeah. free. And so what you would do is you would put together, and it can be really short and sweet, but you can say, um, five, gosh, let me think of an email opt-in. I mean, you could do your 10, 10 ways, 10 ways to use meal prepped chicken ebook, right? Yeah. And turn that into you just, you, all you do is create it. You can team up with a graphic designer. They're very affordable. If you just find one off the cusp, I'm sure you've got a friend in your circle who might be able to put something together for you. Does not have to be a huge thing, but that's the first money I was I would spend as a blogger is on some sort of a design help. Put together a PDF, and it would just be a simple download. Mailchimp makes it very easy for you to add in an opt-in, um, and, and essentially what it does is it says on their confirmation page you can put a link to down a link a link to download that that PDF. You would say sign up for my email list, and I'll send you this free um, this free ebook. And, or you can do a mini course, like the five steps to understanding your uh, carb cravings, something along those yeah. lines. I'm, I'm making these things up, but, um, and they're all kind of semi good ideas too. <laughs> no, they're really good. <laughs> too many ideas. There's not enough, there are not enough hours in the day. Um, but I would put something like that together to help build your email list as well. And that also establishes you furthermore as somebody who is out there and contributing and trying to provide content and trying to provide solutions to folks. So that would be my last piece of advice. And you can absolutely start that now. You do not have to be a nutrition consultant already to put out an understanding standing carb cravings kind of ebook. If you want to yeah. work with folks and mentor them one-on-one, of course, um, finish your, your program, but that would be a thing to do. So build your email list. And then that becomes the folks that you send a note out and you're like, Hey guys, there's a brand new blog post up, go check it out. It's on coconut oil one Oh one. Um, and by the way, I finally launched my nutrition consulting practice and I'm looking to take three clients right now. First come first serve. 
right? That's okay. how you really start yeah. transitioning and then keep doing that for a while. And you're going to feel like, again, you're working two full-time jobs, but do that at a moderate pace. Maybe you're still only posting once a week. You're emailing people twice a month, once a month, and you're working with three nutrition clients at a time, but keep doing that until you feel like you've really got your, your business, your legs under you and your business is sustainable. You've got some affiliate income coming in through all those affiliate programs that I mentioned, and it feels substantial enough to where you can leave your old job and that's how to do it. And it's going to hurt for a little while. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of late nights and weekends, um, especially with a kiddo on the ground, but, uh, it is, it is absolutely doable. And I think that the sooner you start putting yourself out there on a schedule to create content and share it on a regular basis, the sooner it'll happen. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't think I would have ever came up with all of that on my own. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I love being helpful. Well, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad that was helpful. Please don't be a stranger. I want to cheer you on and, and see how all this goes for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Emily. And everybody else, if you're listening, as always, you can catch a full download transcript of, this, uh, of today's show over on fedandfit.com. And as always, we'll be back again next week.